Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show! Alright! This is the Fizzle Show, ladies and gentlemen, where we talk every week about indie entrepreneurship and things that are interesting to indie entrepreneurs. Independent business folks. These can be creative people. You might be a designer or a developer of some kind. You might be an entrepreneur. You might be selling jam that you make at the farmer's market and figuring out how to sell more of it. You might be figuring out what your next digital product is going to be. You might be just dreaming about not working for a boss. That's what we do here at Fizzle. We call it Fizzle because most businesses can fizzle out. And in some ways, one of the biggest questions that you can ask yourself is who are you when it starts to fizzle? How can you keep your energy and momentum going even when all around you things are going are not not showing up the way that you want it to do? Because that can be a lot of what the experience of entrepreneurship is like, is dealing with self-doubt and all of that kind of stuff. And to me personally and to us at the Fizzle Show, that is some that is where some of the biggest work is, as well as, you know, growing your traffic, growing your email list, growing your, your revenue, getting products out there that people are actually going to buy. So that's what we're into here at The Fizzle Show. I am Chase Warman-Reeves. I'm joined here by my co-host, Corbett Barr. Say hi, Corbett. Hey, everybody. And say hi, Steph Crowder in Chicago. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Hey. Hey, it's going good, Steph. It's going good. Thank you for asking. Mm-hmm. So so on the show today, we've got a really, really, really good topic for you. Here's the gist. The thing is, we get distracted on our phones. I want to talk about, not just on our phones, but on, on, on the internet in general. You know, our projects live and die based on how much progress we're making on those things. I don't sell anything that isn't already out in the world, basically, is the way you can think about it. Like, right. you, uh, you know, and even a, a pre-sale of something counts as that. I don't know if you know this, folks, but you can now pre-sell a product before you've actually made it and only end up making the thing if enough people pre- pre-buy it yeah. or whatever. Fascinating. Welcome to the internet. This is amazing. You never have to waste time again. But that thing only gets out into the world if you actually do it. And it seems like there's a whole... And there's a whole internet of distraction just waiting to steal you away from the stuff that you want. So on the show today is 11 ways to cut internet distractions so you can focus on what really matters. 11 ways. We've put it together. We've already we've already talked it through, you guys. Yeah, I love this. It's our it like you're about you're in you're in for a treat. Yeah, and this came from our community. People are talking about how distracting their smartphones and the internet are and yeah. how they just feel like they're missing out on life. Yeah. They're not accomplishing what they want to. Mm. It's horrible, right? Yeah. It, it can just be this giant time suck totally. and you don't know how to pull yourself away. Yeah, absolutely. So s- you mentioned this idea of missing out on life. Tell me what, what more of what you mean of that, Corbett. You can feel like you are like, like life is your smartphone sometimes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like did it really happen if you didn't post a photo on Instagram? I don't know. <laughs> this is like the new, this is like the new mantra. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like the new existential d- dilemma. Yeah. Which is the same as the old existential dilemma. I guess just different technology underneath it. But yeah, did it happen if it wasn't Instagrammed? And, and like what that makes me think of is how like the, 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 the like drive or the impulse to, 
put something good on Instagram can be mm-hmm. so strong sometimes. Right. But then every once in a while, I have this like kind of zoomed out mindset and I'm going looking at it. I'm like, how is this contributing to my life in any way, shape or form? Really, really where it matters because it's fun that I've like, I took a picture we were doing. I like documenting my kids more than anything else, probably just because it's fun to look back on it and go, Oh Jesus, I forgot about that. Right. You know, I totally right. forgot about that. But the, the, the other thing is, I'm pulling out my hair over here, wondering what I'm going to do with my business. I'm like thinking about all these important things that actually matter, but this intense drive to post something on Instagram yeah. shows up and I'm all of a sudden I'm a slave to it. Right. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So I keep looking at the things that matter and, and realizing that the struggle there is not producing necessarily great work, partly or maybe largely in part because I'm so damn distracted. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, that's what I think of when I think of missing out on life too. And it's this- not it's not just Instagram. I know Steph, yeah. you spend a lot of time on Instagram, but there's other things that distract us, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's extra confusing. So it's everything you guys have said so far, the sort of like, did it happen if it doesn't appear on social? But the for me, what's even more confounding, I think is when you see other people, other influencers that you might look up to on Instagram who are like killing it. And it mm. seems like- oh, yeah it's actually contributing to their business. So you're over you're over here like frantically trying to build it. It's taking up way too much of your time, but then you're asking yourself, okay, this feels kind of like a, a empty pit of where my time is just being sucked into and I'm scrolling and it's not helpful. Mm. But then I see somebody else who's who really seems like they're growing quickly and getting business from Instagram. So that's where it becomes really confusing and I think it's it's not as cut and dry as like, oh, I'll just stay off of it because then you see people who are actually getting real benefits from mm. it. It becomes very confusing. Yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, but beyond Instagram, right? We have email. We've got mm-hmm. all kinds of little. To me, to me, it's YouTube. YouTube, right? Yeah. We've got news. I'm kind of a news junkie. Yeah. We've we got, can tell. You've got that news junkie vibe. We've got, <laughs> we've got Candy Crush and all the other. Yeah. Games and stuff. Games and bells and whistles. Mm-hmm. And you know who I'm talking to? You, mm-hmm. you know, I'm talking to you right now. You yeah. can, yeah. you're, you you're over your there thing. like on your, your smoke break at work playing Candy Crush, right? <laughs> Totally. So I, I think this this impulse, this this ex- feeling that we have that we're, we can get worried, like with our smartphone or with the internet in general, that we're missing out on life, that we're not accomplishing important stuff because we're keeping getting distracted. We can't even get, sometimes it feels to me like I can't get my mind together enough to even realize what I should be working on or something like that. And the science of it, I mean, I've, I wish I knew some names here. We should have done a little bit of research before yeah. this, but I've seen people on shows yeah. going around talking about new books that they've written about how addictive these things are yeah. because we get literal good feelings dopamine. every time every Actual time dopamine. we check one of those notifications we get a tiny good feeling well, and it's, <laughs> these are how the, the app designers are to, this is what we do as a designer as a physical these are the new cigarettes they're not yeah. they're not hopefully as he's holding up his your, phone by the way he's, he's holding up his phone but they are, you just get that repeated little, and it builds the habit of yeah. checking this thing every minute. Yeah. Know? And so I think that's one of the biggest things for me is this sense that you can almost feel addicted. Like your brain is being rewired to, to crave mm-hmm. that thing. Like every moment 
that there's nothing going on. You just, you're, you're, you don't even notice it. You're automatically reaching for it. I see this all the time at cafes and I don't mind it because sometimes it's like the best thing. Have you noticed this? Sometimes when you're like hanging with the bro and like there's like a lull in the conversation or, or not even a lull in the conversation. I guess it has to be a particular moment where you could just be hanging with a friend, really close friend, and you're both just kind of sitting next to each other, checking your feeds. Something about that is kind of nice. It's kind of sweet. There's like a little implicit, like, Okay, we're in the part of the the afternoon now where we're allowed to check yeah. our feeds real quick. Because there, there's a thing going on. That's one of the things I want to get into later on where you're just like, hey, you have to allow some of this. This is, I don't. We're not Puritans here. We're not saying no, no. like, yeah, red letter on your chest because you're you're freaking harlot or something. Like, no, it's like, yeah, that's fine. You like that, but realize this. You really dislike not getting your work done. You really dislike not having focus. There are things you want in life, and the smartphone and the yeah. internet are counterproductive to those so things. So this is what, I, what we're getting into today. This is, that's like, those are the pain points. This feeling of addiction that we have to it, this craving, and this, this question of like, is this distracting me from things I should actually be doing? But at the same time, we know this device yeah in your pocket yeah. or this thing on your, or on your desk you know, that, control, that contains the internet is incredibly powerful. Yeah. A lot of us have built our entire businesses on the internet. So there's a lot of good that can come from it. Yeah. And the question is like, how do you cut the distractions so that you can focus on the things that really matter to you? Yes. Yeah, so the things that really matter, you guys ready? If we, we jump in and, and start, uh, yeah, start talking about some tips. Now we've got 11 yes. tips to like get through. Yeah. Let's get, and let's these get are, past these are, this. These are steps in a way. I think you can follow along mm. each, you know, one by one. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Okay, so the first thing, the first thing that that has to happen, this with our our title is like eleven ways to cut internet distraction so you can focus on what really matters. To me, the first point of this whole thing has to be that last part of that sentence: what really matters. And so, this one lives on our board just with the title. It just says, "Define what really matters." Now, well, let's break this apart a little bit, Corbett. What do you what do you think of when you think of defining what really matters. So right now, a lot of us are out there and we realize like, yeah, I can get distracted on the internet, Facebook, Instagram on my phone, I can do all this stuff. And we're like, okay, so the first thing we have to do is we have to define what really matters. Okay, cool. So I got to figure out what are the things I actually want to be accomplishing. Cool. How do I do that? Like, how do we figure out what are the things that we know we actually want to be doing? Mm, isn't that like an entire episode or <laughs> yeah. like series of episodes yeah. in itself? I think in some ways, you know, this is where I would say fizzle dot co slash journal fizzle dot co slash journal fizzle dot co slash journal where we right now have a free thing available it's not going to be free for very long because i'm almost done with the course um there's going to be a course on this sort of i call it like a daily direction uh practice Mm -hmm. i don't like the word journaling because it's like gets into like dear diary yeah (laughs) you know but for me personally that's what i do to kind of look it's at... It's almost like an active meditation or something. It is. It's like, it's yeah. like it's channeling myself towards particular objects of my desire. And that is, means not, not my phone and not my internet, not mm-hmm. YouTube, you know, YouTube channels that I love when they publish new stuff. But this is in the morning, this is like, I, what are the things that I'm wanting? Like, what is the direction? That, and then brought into that is like, what is the stuff that I'm committed to? You know? Yeah, and I think the, the point here is just that For most of us, the smartphone and the internet end up filling in all the cracks throughout the day, right? Mm. And if you don't have any structure to the days in front of you, things that you know you want to do, and if you're not clear on why those are important to you and what they'll mean to your life if you accomplish them, then the short-term dopamine of 
playing Candy Crush will win out over the, I'm not really sure what I'm doing with my life, yeah, right? totally. So you have to get clear on what that thing is and mm. and work to make it more important so that you understand that the steps you're taking towards those bigger goals are more important than spending the next hour on yeah. a game or reading news or whatever it is. Totally. Steph, what comes to mind for you when, when I, I'm saying that like sort of story of like, okay, you guys were getting distracted from the work that really matters. The first step of, you know, overcoming these distractions is getting, you know, really clear on what is the, what are the projects or what is the project or what's the direction or what's the thing that really matters. We have to understand ourselves and get it out of our head and actually write down what it is or get it somewhere concrete. What comes to mind for you for that? Well, you know, at the beginning of the episode, one of you mentioned that this was, as we often do, this was born out of a discussion inspired by a discussion in our community where someone was talking about how, hey, this is something I struggle with. And in that conversation, a lot of people had really helpful things to say because I will fully admit, and I've told you guys, I told our community, I am hardly an expert. I really fall into this. I definitely get stuck scrolling. And uh, so I was really curious to hear what other people had to say. And I remember someone in our community responded by saying that when he or she would find himself like randomly scrolling, he had to stop and be like, okay, that's usually a trigger that I'm afraid of something or resisting something or like, I just don't want to take action in a certain direction. So I thought that was really interesting because I've actually found that to be kind of the case for me too, where if I'm just kind of mindlessly scrolling or I get stuck in like a stupid article that doesn't, isn't relevant to anything. If I stop and check myself, normally it has to do with like being afraid or maybe not knowing what the next step is. Like if I have a a project that maybe is just too big and Mm. I don't know what I need to do first, I kind of like start to waste that time. So I thought it was interesting thinking about if you find yourself falling into this, Mm. it might just be like a little, just a little red flag that you are resisting something, afraid of something, or frankly, just don't know the next step. And for me, that has been really helpful to just pause and say, okay, hold on. What do I really need to be doing right now? What's one thing that I can do? Because normally once I take that first step into a big project, the rest kind of starts to follow from there. So it's kind of like a little tip that you just might not know you guys are talking about the importance of figuring out these priorities, what matters. Maybe you just haven't taken the time to really think about what that next thing is. Yeah, love that. Okay, so the first step is get in, get really clear about what really matters because I think here's the principle here. The principle is that your the job of your smartphone is to take your attention. It's not necessarily to take your attention in any particular direction. It just wants all of your attention. And it's up to you to take to to use a, a a tool like your smartphone or the internet to actually channel yourself towards things you actually want to accomplish. Yeah, to use it as a tool. Yeah, to instead use it literally of, as a tool instead of letting it happen to you, which yeah. is what happens to most of us. Yeah, yeah. So to me, that's like the really, really big principle at work on with all of this thing is that this is just another tool. It's not like you're, when I was holding up my smartphone, the internet, YouTube for me. I could get, I could literally, I could literally get lost on YouTube forever. I love it. I love yeah. li- li- sitting there learning, seeing what people are making, all that other stuff. Uh, and I could, and I enjoy the, I enjoy the distraction of it, but, uh, or I enjoy it as a thing itself. However, the more I live my life, the more I'm also like, well, there's this other stuff I want to do. Like, I want to be a YouTube creator. I don't want to just watch YouTube. I want to be a YouTube creator. Mm-hmm. I want to have enough money to, to like 
enjoy the time that I get to spend. I don't have to be stressed and running around all over the place. I don't have to be working for clients so, I don't like. So those things that you just said, to me, that's that's step one. Those yeah. are what really matter to you, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Not being stressed out, not having to work for clients, maybe being a YouTube creator. Those yeah. are all things that you might want in life. Yeah. And you have to get clear on what those things are so that those become more important to you than the tiny little good feeling you get every time you check yeah, your phone or craving. watch a YouTube. Yeah. And that, and that's, that's, that's all this is, is getting towards, you yeah. know? So, all right, we've got a handful more, so we should probably keep going yeah. on this thing. But first we should hear from our, uh, our sponsor we for this sh- episode. We should. So you guys might remember a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about Gusto. Gusto I think is, you're thinking of Gusto. Well, sometimes I am, but uh, <laughs> they like to say Gusto. And Gusto is, as they say, refle- refreshingly easy payroll benefits and HR for the modern small business. And I'm really excited that they're sponsoring our show because we use Gusto. We've been a customer of them for yeah. several years, and we're not a huge company. Yeah. But we have, you know, a few of us on the payroll, so we have to run payroll. Yeah. And Gusto makes it ridiculously easy. I used to hate every time I had to deal with our payroll. <laughs> yeah. When I had to use those old crappy yeah. ancient software. Totally. Where they have some representative who has to like help you with your payroll, you know, and yeah. it's just a big salesy thing. Gusto is like a modern approach to payroll. You just go and sign up and use their app like you would any other tool for your business, yeah. and they make it incredibly easy. The kinds of things that Gusto handles for us are all of the taxes and forms that you have to fill out for handling payroll, especially in multiple states. Mm. We've had people in a lot of different states, and they take the pain out of that. But I was also thinking, for people listening to this show, you might not have payroll. Maybe you don't have anybody to pay. Yeah, You might just use payroll to pay yourself though, depending on how you set up your business. Sometimes it's nice to have yourself on the payroll. So you have a consistent amount coming to you. You have taxes automatically taken out. So you don't have to worry so much about the quarterlies. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the other thing that, that Gusto can handle are paying independent contractors and then keeping track of what you paid them over the year. So that generating those forms at the end of the year that you need to send those contractors by law, the 1099s they're called, Gusto handles all of that for you. Oh, nice. And it ends up being incredibly cheap. You'd be surprised how inexpensive Gusto is. So uh, Gusto, after listening to last week's ad, they were thinking, we should offer something more to the Fizzle Show. And oh, they've really? decided, yeah, nice. they've decided to actually offer our listeners three months free. If wow. you sign up and run your first payroll, you'll get three months free. All you have to do is go to gusto.com slash fizzle. That's G-U-S-T-O dot com slash fizzle and you'll get an exclusive limited time three months free offer from gusto for handling payroll contractors benefits hr all that stuff that you need to do check it out nice nice ad read corbett bar Woo! that was good <laughs> way man. to go um okay so we've got the first point again this is 11 ways to cut internet distractions so you can focus on what really matters the first step is get clear about what really matters. We want to get into the into the mindset of 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 understanding what it is that we really want or that we need in the short term that are important instead of, you know, my scores on Candy Crush or something like that. <laughs> and again, if you want more resource there, a uh, free resource we have for you is 
fizzle.co slash journal is a live training that I do on journaling. It's a recording of that thing that is, uh, I guess it's about 50 minutes right now. And, and it's good. It's solid. It's just a daily practice that you can do. We're going to have a course on that here in a little bit. So the second step then is what, Corbett Parr? Walk me through the second step. Okay, so the second step is then to consider your usage of the smartphone and the internet. And consider, uh, just think about an average day or an average week and what you do. And maybe observe yourself using your smartphone and the internet and all the time that you spend checking things and how you react to things that are happening on your smartphone Mm. and your internet, especially notifications and things. And consider how that usage either aids or hinders you in accomplishing what really matters. So instead of just, you know, assuming that, oh, I got to use the smartphone because that's what you do, Mm. start looking at your usage of it and ask yourself, is this helping or hurting me in accomplishing what really matters? Mm. So, you know, I would probably make a list to say, uh, okay, here's, here's what I check on my smartphone on an average day. Here's maybe how much time I feel like I'm spending. There are also apps you can use to monitor how much time you're spending. You could mm. run this for a week. Yeah. Things like rescue time. Like we talked earlier, Chase, about how we've both tried rescue time and it hasn't really stuck for yeah, us. This totally. is an app that you can run on your uh, laptop that will tell you, here's how much time you're spending doing different things. I think it might be useful as an evaluation tool, not necessarily as an ongoing tool, yeah. right? Well, I mean, if I, if I, what we both said was like, we just don't, we ne- like it never stuck. Like it wasn't a thing that we, you know, did. And it, I mean, basically if I was a manager and I had people working for me of some capacity, I would probably be like, yeah, we're going to put rescue time on and we're going to watch. If I was like really like one right. of those managers, I could see that being really useful. But for, for me personally, I just never managed myself quite like that. Mm-hmm. I, I had diff, we have a different check-in process that we use that keeps us on task, but it's not like looking at how we're using apps every day. Right, but it can be useful just to kind of uh, discover how you're using apps. And it was, when I did it, it it was useful. Right, so that then you can go, ah, okay, I spent an hour on YouTube, you know, today or this week or whatever. Yeah. How is that time on YouTube helping or hindering me accomplish what I really want? And if what you really want is to become a YouTube creator and there's some legitimate use of that where... I need to be spending time on YouTube observing how people are doing things. Or maybe I was on YouTube because half of that time I was actually spent uploading videos or polishing videos or something like that. Mm -hmm. Then maybe it's useful. But on the other hand, you might find that you spend five hours on Facebook and Facebook has zero connection to your business. Maybe, you know, you're like you said, you're trying to create and sell jam at the local market. Mm -hmm. And maybe it turns out that Facebook hasn't led to any sales or any discovery or anything for your business. And it's just not that useful. And the time that you're spending there is actually looking at what Cousin Tom is up to. Yeah, well, Cousin Cousin Tom is like literally a crazy person. I know. Can you believe it? Always. Like the thing with his ATV, that was ridiculous. Like, who raises these people? Yeah. So, um, anyways, this idea of considering how your smartphone aids or hinders, helps or hurts your thing that you want to be doing. I love this. That's just like, this is the next step as of like, what is the thing you want to be doing? Look at like now, now take 10 minutes and look at 
like in your mind, like the things that you do with your phone. Mm-hmm. Like look at the apps on your home screen. Yeah. Look at the, the, the apps that have that little notification on it. You know, a little like red, you know, <laughs> the three tweets have come in or something like that. And, and notice the feeling that that gives you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, I, I noticed, I hate that. I, I'm always clicking those. Like as soon as I see a little red thing, I'm like, I'm clicked it before I even notices it's happening. Yeah. And then I'm in this app. I don't want to be in necessarily. Right. You know? So, uh, I don't know. Just think about how you use those things on an average day and asking yourself, how does this help or hurt? I think that's, that's a, that's some, you're going to know what to do with that. You know, you got to know what to do with that. You well, and that's going that to feed directly into the next several points here. Okay. What's your, what's your next point? Okay. So number three is any app that you feel isn't helping on average, you need to go in there and turn off those notifications mm, because those yeah. we said, or you said earlier that the job of your smartphone the job of, you know, your, this also applies to your laptop, right? Yeah. We get notifications on there too. The job of these devices and various apps and websites is yeah. to take your attention. Yeah, they just, they, they just want you to be spending time with, the, with them. The phone, the app maker, that's everybody's just vying for your attention. Everyone is. That's why social media is massive and it's, all, it's like cat videos and cousins and it's like it's completely being optimized just so you spend as much time in there as possible. That's what Zuckerberg wants. Yeah, so right? Zuckerberg and everybody else. So yeah. after you know what matters, after you have evaluated whether or not these apps are helping or hurting your chances of getting closer to what really matters, you need to then turn off the notifications. You say, no, mm-hmm. you don't get my attention unless I want to come and give it to you. Yeah. I'm not going to let you pull me out of whatever it was that I was working on. Yeah. that was really important. And then send me off in a completely different direction. The notifications are toxic to you getting work done throughout the totally. day. So if it's not essential, you need to turn those off. You, there is incredible control that you can have on your smartphone over the kinds of things that each app allows it's yeah. allowed to send, yeah, totally. including those badges. Yeah, right. Totally. If those badges pull you in, yeah. you can turn those off totally. as well. So every app that isn't helping you get closer, turn those notifications off. Turn the badges off. Don't let them pull your attention away from where you need it to be. Totally. And this is a big one. Like so, for example, when I think of on this is, um, I think my wife, her Instagram, she's focusing really a lot on growing her Instagram for mother birth right now. The podcast that she has, and. I think she still has her notifications on for likes on Instagram. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause it is, it's a little bit, it's obviously it was a buzz. It's like, you got one, you got one, you got one. But the first, like, I think Twitter taught me this really early on is that you just like, you turn off all the notifications except for the ones that are like, that are like high level notifications. So if I get a reply or a direct message mm-hmm. in Twitter, then I'll get a notification. But if I get a like on Instagram or something like that, so Instagram is a great example. If I get a comment on one of my, I want to know about it. But if someone likes it, like, yeah, people are in there liking it. But I don't need to know that that so and so liked it. And again, this is all in the context of you have consciously decided yeah. that Instagram and Twitter are important to accomplishing things that really matter to mm-hmm. you right mm-hmm. and specifically that interacting with people on twitter and or, Instagram or they're important. just like they're a thing that i re- i like I, I like the way that i can connect with my friends i like and that's a thing that i want even that's if it's something that really matters to even you. if it yeah even if it's separate from a business project sort of perspective it is something that's still like it it, it, it adds it makes deposits of value into my life yeah and now so in the example of someone who is trying to build an instagram following yeah you could argue that Every time, you get, every time you get a like, maybe that just pulls you in and then you find yourself scrolling and looking at stuff. You're not, yeah. you're not actively posting or interacting with totally. people 
or doing things that actually matter to growing your audience. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. So this idea of looking through one little trick on this is you just on like a, the, an Apple device, at least you can just pull up all your notifications. You can just swipe down and see all their notifications. You can browse through them and just see like which of these are actually significant or important, which of them aren't. And I can go through in my notifications, uh, in the settings app and turn those things off. I'm sure it's the same for, for your mobile device as well as, um, Apple, at least what Apple's if I'm computers. Using, uh, Palm pilot. So the Palm Pilot, what you do is you get your stylus. You need to sharpen the point of your stylus. If you don't sharpen it, it won't have as accurate of a read on this. Okay. Because you need to be very specific. You oh, but to, the, on my Newton, the stylus is sharper. The, the Newton always had the sharpest stylus. That was why it was successful. It still has. Yeah, it still has. In fact, it was so sharp that they're, they got discontinued. I'm still, actually, I'm still waiting for Instagram to come out on the Newton. So Yeah, I think I think uh, it should be pretty soon here. Right. Let's move on to, to, I mean, I think this is, there's a, there's a, a a little bit of a trend that was going around the internet a while ago about like, well, get off your smartphone and get a dumb phone, you know, which is like kind of, it sort of sounds interesting and appealing to me, except for what you had said earlier, which is like, actually, this is just a tool. And this actually is a useful tool. Like I can upgrade, I can, I can do all my Instagram from here. I can actually reply to customer support. You can do it. I can, I can reply to my customer support email from here. I can, I can do meaningful. The, the, the camera on my iPhone seven plus is just like sensational. So I can do meaningful photography there, both for my family and my business. Right. Right. So like you will. These little distractions, you can just prune them back like a bonsai tree. You can just keep them from growing out and keep them like these are the ones that matter. This is actually kind of a beautiful form for these little notifications to take because I want what really matters to me more now than I want the distractions. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like this idea of, of uh, I saw this quote, you can't do big things if you're always distracted by little things. Yes. And it's like, I'm, I'm orienting myself on the big things because the truth is it's actually enjoyable. I got to find my way to make it enjoyable. I got to have my fun here too, but like, I like that life. And I think overall, what we're saying here is that you will make progress towards what's really important when you want the things that are important to you more than you want the distractions on your phone. The little hits of dopamine. We, we imagined for this episode, a set of scales where on one side, You've got. Wait, hold on. Are you picturing the the scales of justice? Yeah, the scales of justice. Scales like they're they're they're, you know one of those scales that like hangs down and has the bar that goes across, and you put little weights on one side and it goes down. You put little weights on the other side and then it goes down on that side. Exactly. So on one side you've got the internet and your smartphone and all the distractions that come along with it. Yeah. On the other side you've got the things that you want to accomplish, and by default for a lot of us the internet and the smartphone weighs a lot more than the project that you want to accomplish. Yeah. So what we're trying to do here by turning off notifications and the other tech tips that we're going to give you is to lessen the excitement Mm -hmm. that you feel on a day-to-day basis from the internet and your smartphone so that it's less weighty. Well, you know what it makes me think of is like, Jesus, this is just Stephen Covey's urgent and important. Mm -hmm. That's all this is. Notifications urgent. But that's not important, right? Necessarily, yeah. This is just old school, yep. Four square matrix, urgent and important, and uh, 
Well, yeah, I think it was like there's urgent and what was the not other urgent, not important, not urgent, not important, right? Right? It's just that matrix. Okay, so so we've looked at we've we've looked at what really matters. Uh, we've gotten clear about that. We've we're considering what apps are actually helping or hurting those those kinds of projects or or meaningful tasks in our lives. Then we're, the number three here is we've we've looked at all these apps and the notifications. We specifically we've turned off notifications because these are interruptions. Like this is actually too much power. Like you need to go and turn off your interruptions because you know how tenuous, how gentle that little connection is to your things that matter to you and how like, how like oasis looking those, you know, like you're in the desert and you're like, I'm doing this project thing. And then like, this looks like, well, I can go escape out to here and just, just really quick, just really quick. And then hours go by. One of the tricks I would say is you need to grow a little bit more foliage in your desert. Like, don't be in the desert. Like, mm-hmm. make your projects fun. Like, enjoy yeah. it. Find a way to enjoy it. Okay? And then one of the big tips here is, like, you will enjoy, you will, when you want your projects more than your distractions, you will just start doing this kind of stuff naturally. And doing this kind of stuff will teach you how to want your projects more. Because you're spending more time with them, which means, by necessity, you're figuring out how to to feel good about those things. Right? And then number four here is... Let's time box specific activities or apps. Great example of this is email, right? If you wake up first thing in the morning and you check your email, maybe your business needs that to happen. Maybe your, your job needs that to happen. Who knows? But I always think about this quote. I can't remember who said it. It's like, nobody got rich waking up and checking their email. Do you know what I mean? Nobody, nobody got rich by saying like, I'll go check my email today. Yeah. Nobody got rich by saying that. Yeah. And, and this, this one for me has two sides to it. Okay. The yeah. first is, for example, let's say you're kind of addicted to email, but you know that email is important to you, but you find yourself checking it like every half hour or whatever, or you yeah. just keep your inbox open and mm-hmm. you're just re- re- reactionary all day. Right. Yeah. So by time boxing it, you're saying, yes, email matters and I do need to respond to people, but I'm only going to let it affect me for two periods a day at yeah. the beginning and at the end of the day. Yeah. And that's enough to, make email a tool for me as opposed to something that's pulling my attention. Exactly. But the second side of this is that we're not saying you need to stop doing everything that's fun on your phone or on the internet. Yeah. Maybe YouTube matters to you. Maybe it does. (laughs) Maybe checking the news matters to you or playing candy crush. Maybe you feel like that lets you unwind or whatever. Just time box it so that you don't let it get out of control and take your attention all day long Give yourself a half hour to do it at lunch or yeah. before you go to bed or whatever makes sense. Just do it during that time and then don't do it the rest of the Make day. Make yourself, I, I thought, I think about that as allowing. In my like weirdo spiritual stuff that I'm into, this word allow is like a really big concept. And for me, psychologically, even like within therapy and stuff like that, this sense of going back and seeing like crappy stuff that happened to you or crappy things you did. And you kind of have to like allow that that happened. Mm-hmm. The more you like kind of like are just not letting yourself, like you're clenching up, not allowing yourself to like yeah. allow that. Yeah. Like it's about allowing, it's about surrendering. So yeah. Hey, I like YouTube. I love it. And so I, and there's a lot of things I like that, that like whatever that might not be uh, that savory. Like I won't, uh, I won't share my whole browser history with you. Sure. You know what I mean? For example, cause I get into a lot of weird stuff. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Like, I've seen the cat photos. You can leave that. You can leave that right there. 
Well, I'm glad we took it in that direction. Steph, I believe. Uh... <laughs> no, but hold on. I'm kidding. I was trying to joke, but I, I got, it kept getting grosser and grosser. Darker. And I was like, how do I pull myself out of this gross hole? Because this is not what my intention was. But like, I love YouTube a lot. And one of my places for YouTube is when I'm when I'm on the potty. That's my YouTube place. Oh. Because there's these like that's 10, what, that's how you chose to- 10, 15 minute videos. It's like, cool, we can get into that. And then the legs are going numb, getting the tingles. Like, it's time to get out of there. And then I'm going back to work. I can't bring that video back with me. Nope. I can't bring it back with me. And I can't start my day with YouTube either. I can't just like faff about and be like, all right, let's just see. Oh, look what's on YouTube. I'm going to start with this 15 minute long video of cats being scared of a Dude, cucumber behind them. Exactly. And then I'm going to see, <laughs> I'm going to see where the day goes. <laughs> totally. Totally. So first thing is, is I'm allowing that. I, yeah. Like YouTube, like do this as a thing that's like kind of nourishing for my soul. And even though I can't point it directly to revenue creating activities yeah. or whatever, like, I'm not, a, I'm not afraid of that, but I'll just put some boundaries on it. Yeah. I allow it with some boundaries. And then the second thing is, like, I guess before that comes this idea that, like, dude, I can lose, I can lose myself to this. Like, I can lose an entire morning to, oh, we get up, we get, like, we fiddle, fiddle around with some breakfast, we figure out what's next. Oh, look at this. I got an email from YouTube that one of my favorite channels put up a new thing. Oh, my it's God. like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. we clicked that and watched that. And then, like, I can be gone. Until it's like too close to lunchtime right. to really get much work done. See, but in that example, that email, I would turn those emails They're off. off. That, okay. I just did that for example. Yeah. I don't I don't get that anymore. Yeah. Like I just I, I don't go to YouTube unless it's like I'm on the potty. <laughs> which know. is which is what which is what I like to say here. I, I really want to encourage you guys, don't go to YouTube unless you got to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't go until it's time to go. Really, don't go until it's time to go. Steph, I believe you had uh, a, a tip next yeah. about scheduling <laughs> about scheduling things. Okay, so I yes, I do, but I have to. I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little rogue here and talk about another tip that I have because it just fits really well into this, and I have to give you guys. I'm I'm listening to this conversation, and I feel like there are some people out there who are probably having the same thought that I am. And if you guys are feeling this way, I just want to speak to those people and say, hey, I'm right there with you. So this whole thing of like turning off notifications and scheduling time to check email twice a day, there might be people listening of which I am one who are thinking, yeah, but I still suck at this. Like I still (laughs) will go on Instagram. Like I just will. I just will. I'll tell myself like, oh, only do it in the morning, in the evening. Nope. I'm on there when I get bored for like a microsecond. (laughs) And it's just true. It's like, that's not enough for me. It's just not. And I I, like, I have a tip at the end of this episode about what to do when you get, I I believe that's a slippery slope and there is a way to like back out of that, I think. But there are a number of tools out there that I'm super excited about that are made for people like us who can't be trusted to time block their day. So I have a couple of those actually. So one of them that I just discovered recently is Facebook Eradicator. And if people out there are like going to their Facebook newsfeed when they have a down moment, you guys need the Eradicator. It is so helpful. It just literally takes away your feed. And instead of seeing your newsfeed, which by the way, like even if you have a Facebook page that you're managing for your business, yes, those can be immensely helpful for growth, but nothing ever came out of your newsfeed. Okay. No one cares what your great aunt is posting on Facebook, right? So just taking away that part, you still get your notifications. If you have group notifications or uh, pages, things like that, you still will get those notifications unless you turn them off, of course. But in place of the newsfeed, is literally just an inspirational quote. <laughs> so if you find yourself if you find yourself just going to the newsfeed, there's a quote that's usually about like procrastination or productivity from like 
Einstein or something. Wow. And it's just like, if, if like me, if you're like me and just muscle memory, sadly at this point, sometimes I just go to yeah, Facebook. Totally. I don't even want to be on Facebook, but I just find myself there. This like, it, it breaks that pattern. I'm like, what am I doing on Facebook? And there's nothing to look at. So I click out of it. Now I just discovered, I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but a similar tool that I literally plan. I heard about this yesterday and I plan to install it and test it out this afternoon when we get off this podcast, it is boomerang for Gmail and mm-hmm. you can actually inbox pause. Did you guys know about this? Well, I used to, I used boomerang a long time ago, but I don't think they had a pause feature. Well, so tell me what it, it is. You can actually block off times where email does not come into your inbox period. Even oh, if wow. you check it. So yeah. it just literally is paused until you, you can set the settings however you want. If you want it to come in in the morning until like nine and then you don't want email to come in again until four, you can actually pause stuff from coming in. So for people like myself who can't be trusted, there are some cool tools out there to help like stick to those commitments that you have. So that has been like instrumental for me so far. Nice. Okay, so the, so boomerang for your Gmail that just turns it off. So these are like, so I would put these under the same sort of one here. There's tools like this, um, Facebook Eradicator for Chrome, which sounds great. Boomerang for Gmail. Yeah, actually, um, if you go to if you go to inboxpause.com, that's where this whole pausing it. thing is. Yeah. Yeah, got it. And then. Um, then there's like this could be a good place to include just another note on those like rescue time things that will that will sit on your computer and watch where you're like just apps of any kind that can that can change you know what your change your behavior change your behavior relationship to apps. totally yeah. totally I love that stuff those are those are great now now tell us about this idea of mm. of you know you're you're we post on Instagram uh, or Facebook or something like that and then you have to go in there to do that right. Yes. And yeah. so this is a perfect time to get distracted by all this crap. What and, you, and we've been doing this thing with scheduling. So tell us about that. Yeah. So this is like at the time of this recording, this is kind of brand new for me. And I kind of missed the mark this week, but last week I did it really well. And I noticed a huge different in my, difference in my productivity. So scheduling. So your social posts for your business are really, really important, especially for, for me and the Courage and Clarity podcast in particular, it's Facebook and Instagram. Those are the two places that I know I get engagement. And I was losing a lot of time on Instagram in particular posting. And then I had to see what all my favorite influencers were doing, like my, my friends that I've made on Instagram, business people. I want to watch their stories. It becomes such a just time suck. And suddenly it's been 45 minutes. So what I did last week for both Instagram and Facebook is use scheduling tools. My whole week of posts was scheduled in advance. And that was the ultimate freedom. It was so amazing. So on Instagram, Chase and I have both used an app called Later. So if you go to later.com, it's actually free for Instagram. I think you get up to like, I've never gone past the amount. I think you get 40 free ones a month or something. And it allows you to post, literally just take your photo, write the whole post and then schedule it. It is going to prompt you to go into Instagram, but the way that it works is when you click the button, it just goes into the post. So you won't necessarily have to go see your whole feed. So it's, I don't find it to be too distracting. Everything's already written. I post it and I get out of there. The Facebook for your Facebook page is even better. You can actually schedule an entire week of posts in Facebook. And of course, like this is important because especially over on Facebook, there's algorithms and things like that that favor frequent posting. So this is when you guys were talking earlier about this isn't all useless stuff. A lot of this is important. So for those places like Facebook where you do want to be posting daily, you can go into the scheduling feature on your page and schedule a post 
for every day of the week, just do that in one go. So I did this last week. I think on Monday morning, I sat down and I, I made a post for all five days of the week and I scheduled them and I literally didn't have to do anything on Facebook. It just mm. went. Yeah. And then when people were engaging with it, I could reply quickly, but I wasn't, what was happening to me before is I would be like, oh God, it's Tuesday. I haven't posted anything. What am I going to post today? And as I'm sitting there, not sure what to post, I go on Facebook, I look at, I get lost. So it's like just, you were talking earlier about proactive versus reactive. And it's the same thing, I think, with the social media strategy. If you can mm. have some foresight into, okay, everything's scheduled, then at least I don't have to worry about getting lost when I'm like trying to, do, to wing it day by day. So that is something I'm trying to get out in front of now for my podcast promotion. And it has been really helpful so far. Mm, that's awesome. That's great. Okay, nice. cool. So we've got these these tools like Facebook Eradicator and, and Boomerang and stuff like that for just just even affecting what we can see. This is point yeah. number five. Then number six is this idea of like, hey, a lot of us have to be in these social places because this is where our bi- these are activities that are necessary for our business. Mm-hmm. Um, these are places like we want to have engagement on Facebook and on Instagram and on Twitter and uh, Orcut or whatever it is that you're into. I don't Orca. know. High five. Remember Orcut? Yeah. <laughs> like barely. I don't, I don't think even I even know what that is. Yeah. Well, well you're a millennial, Steph. <laughs> That's how we know. I'm just kidding. I'm, a, I'm apparently a millennial too, according I was to say, some I'm pretty documentaries. sure you're a millennial. Yeah. Oh, that's good to call yeah. you out. So uh, then there's this idea of using, and we use later, and I've loved it. I've loved, I love that tool. It feels very much like what Buffer felt like back in the day, uh, but it, just like an interesting, cool, like feels good to use. It's nice. It's yeah. nice to schedule stuff for Instagram and Facebook so that when so we don't have to actually go into those places a lot of times to post. It's automatically going to happen where possible. In Instagram, you do have to like do this thing on the app. It's fine. You'll, you'll figure it out. It's pretty easy. So I love those for kind of calling out some of these social distractions because it's just, a, it's just a cost of doing business. Everything on the internet wants your attention and you have to go, no. And they have to sit there and go like, give it to me, give it to me. And you have to go, maybe later when I time box you, but it's not toilet time yet in my, that's basically what I would say to them. All right. So number seven here is, uh, this is a very specific tip. I want you to remove or move distracting apps or pages or folders or something like that to, to like, so you've got, you've got an app that's on your, you've got Instagram. You don't want to be in there a lot, right? I want you to just move that, move it somewhere. Move it off your main page of your of your iPhone or your Android device or your smartphone or something like that. Just put it away somewhere where you have to a little bit hunt and peck for it. We've turned off the notification like badge thing because who needs that? Just go in there when when like you'll get a notification when you get a reply or you get a direct message or something like that. And if you're at the time where it can do it, boom, go for it. That's when the right time to respond to that is. Yeah. You'll probably be in there at some point later on, but just move it back into another page. I put all my social stuff in a folder on my phone so that like I have to go navigate to it when it's time to do that. Yep. You know, and there is there are there are times when I have to do that. And so it's like and I want to do that. I'm like, you know, sometimes I don't have YouTube. If you know what I mean. So, I, so I'm going through and I'm scrolling through my feeds, commenting on people when, again, it's potty time for me. I don't know why I'm being so upfront about that, except for the fact that maybe I just, I just feel like I feel better the more honest I am. I think that's just something about me that you have a, yeah, you have like a compulsion to, it, yeah, it's a little bit like <laughs> it's a, it's a like compulsive a, behavior. Share. Yeah. It's a compulsion to, to share. overshare for sure. Oversharing. So this idea of removing those apps, cause then there's this other thing where it's like sometimes it's just time to delete that app. Yeah. You'll look at some of the apps on your phone. Every once in a while, it's time for a little cleanup. 
Yeah. It's time for a little cleanup every once in a while. And that feels really good. You will feel lighter when you do. And when you go through your digital files, I used to make like a habit of this. Mm-hmm. And now my life is, it's just like, there's just so much to focus on yeah. that it's like, I don't even have time yeah, to do time that. that. Yeah. But man, when you get your digital life, like clean and organized, yep. it can feel like, whoa, it, you, you can feel literally 10 pounds lighter. So sometimes it's time just to delete an app. It's just not doing the thing that you want it to be doing. Totally. And other times we, we just need to move those back behind some. So it's not, it's not front and center all the time. Let's keep our home screen, our, like our, our, our home on our iPhones and our Androids for focus. Just keep it for focus. And that can be focus on your life as well as focus on your business, right? Do the things that are like, but going back to that step one, discovering and defining what really matters. This is like, yeah, let's, let's make our, 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 world sort of reflect that back to us yeah so when we open up our phones it's like oh yeah these are the things that matter i have to go over here to go do that stuff just a simple tip but a lot of us techno weirdos have been doing that kind of thing for a long time and it works all right corbett what's next what's number eight all right so we're gonna shift gears here remember earlier we talked about this concept of the scales where on one side you've got the internet and your smartphone as distraction tools. Yeah, yeah. And then on the other side, we've got your project, the thing that you, that matters to you yeah. or whatever it is, what matters. Yeah. Okay. Now we're going to shift gears and talk about how to make the thing that matters more important to you mm-hmm. because I've found yeah. that there are times when distraction isn't even an issue for me. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I'm not even l- like you can notify me all you want smartphone yeah i'm not even going to open you up because i'm busy working on something that i really care about and right you're now. enjoying it like I'm enjoying there's, it there's some buzz going on there's some energy happening yeah here. you're liking it nothing else matters right yeah. now i'm shutting the world out and working yeah. on this thing so we want you guys in neck in the next step here to get really clear on specifically what's next Mm -hmm. okay steph alluded to this earlier this is kind of a follow-on to the first point which is to understand what matters but a lot of times understanding what matters isn't enough what you need to do is understand what matters and then get clear on the steps that you need to take to accomplish that thing yeah big nebulous goals aren't necessarily going to prevent us from being distracted they're not going to help you get into the actual work mode and mm. do the thing that you need to do. So a lot of times, if wait, we step into that a little bit, this idea of these big nebulous goals. Yeah. So I feel like I live there a lot where it's like, oh yeah, we're going to make the new course library inside of Fizzle look like this. It's going to be like that. You know what I mean? But it just yeah. stays in this so, like sort of vague mode. Yeah. So this is kind of the difference to me between a Trello project card Mm -hmm. and the specific to-do items that you end up writing down this goes back to just basic productivity stuff you have to break things down into small enough chunks that you can actually take action on it because if you have this goal which is lose 50 pounds yeah and you have zero idea of how you're going to accomplish that then it's really easy to just go okay i'll work on that tomorrow right now i'm gonna sit on the couch and play candy crush yeah you know yeah so you have to start getting clear on what's next for you yeah it's almost like you're getting concrete we there's a productivity course productivity course within the fizzle uh fizzle library where it's the essentials of productivity so one of the thing one of the things for me that i spent about it like i don't know i spent a long time spent about eight years just just getting to know productivity tips tricks and hacks 
All right. And finally found myself on the other side of it where I realized I had been completely sucked into the vortex of productivity porn. Mm. Right. So like things like removing distracting apps, adjusting your notifications and stuff like this. There's this one layer of this that that's really helpful. That's what we've mentioned here. You got to realize that your attention is crucial. And so if you have an interruption when you're in the middle of like doing that writing that you're finally doing that you want to do forever and then your notification goes off, sorry, no, you just screwed yourself. You, you, you get worried about, you want to go to coffee with me and whine about how you are not getting your writing done? That's on you now. Wait, are we having wine or coffee? I'm confused. Are you coffee? Did I say, they're whining, but oh. it's over coffee. That's on you. There's some stuff that you need to realize are interrupting your life. That's just a simple layer of technic- technical sort of productivity tricks. Right. Turn off your notifications. Hide the apps you don't want to be spending as much time in. Focus on the things that matter. Then there's the stuff that really matters. What matters? <laughs> Defining what matters is step number one. Then number two or, or number eight, what we're talking about now is getting concrete, getting clear on not just what matters, but then what's next about what matters, right? Yep. So this, because if it stays nebulous, then it's, that's where distraction lives. If it stays ambiguous, it's blurry. Right. And when there's blurry and fuzzy things going on, when it's fluffy like that, it's really easy for a hard concrete notification to pop up and go like, Jeff said this about your Instagram post. And you're like, Yes, what did Jeff say? And then, you know, you're gone. Please rescue me from this boring stuff that I'm you're working You're gone. On, right? So here's my big tip on this that I've been doing, and, and it actually has been changing my life. I want you to write out, so you've got this what really matters. Like, so what really matters might be your, um, I'm thinking of the, the per, Evan who asked the question in the forums, and she makes these dog beds for, uh, for dogs, right? So one of the things is like, well, what really matters right now is I need to finish the next, I have these two orders I need to fulfill. I need to finish the beds, and I need to get them shipped out. So what I want to do is I want you to write backwards from the final step all the way to the next step. So the final step is like deliver the packages to the post office or UPS to, to get shipped, right? Well, what are all the things that need to happen before then? Well, first they need to be packed up before that. Well, what needs to happen before that? Well, they need to be built. Well, what needs to be happening before they're built? Well, I need to have the plans and I need to have the, like the, the wood delivered or I need to go get the wood. Well, what needs to happen for that? I need to write and I want you to get detailed and just write them all out. Then you will land on what is exactly next, which is like, whatever that is for you. What you've done is you've not just gotten clear about what is right now next, but then you've gotten clear on that in the context of what is the goal and the final outcome of this thing. I was listening to this teacher, David Hawkins, who was saying like a lot of people, they talk about, uh, they talk about what's next. You know what I mean? They don't know, uh, they don't know the final step. Right? They don't know where they're, they don't know the, the final, the final thing. And so I just talk about the final thing and then you'll figure out what's next. <laughs> it's pretty good. He's talking about enlightenment, <laughs> but, uh, but I, I love, I think it, it really applies in any sort of project oriented will based activity in our lives. Life, you've got a final step and then you can work yourself up to what the next step is. Cause this is what, uh, this is what I've been doing and it, and it's been getting more of what really matters done. Mm-hmm. So just as a simple trick, work backwards from the finished state. The last thing is like the product is in a box and it's packaged and it's, and it's, I just delivered it to you, UPS. Yeah. Right. Okay. So what did I have to do right before that? And then what did right before that? And what's right before that? Right. And you getting really clear, basically the more detailed, the better. 
you can do on this, right? But eventually, when you've sent 100 dog beds, you know what the steps are. And even though you have them in your head, I want them out on paper anyways, because then you know exactly what's next. You got really concrete and clear on what's actually next. Okay, so we're getting clear on what's next because if you can immerse yourself in a project, those distractions become a lot less tempting to you. But at the end of this step where you're getting clear on what's next, you can kind of get stuck there. Yeah. You, you finish that part mm-hmm. and then uh, I'm going to, okay, now I feel like I accomplished something. I'm going to go back to being distracted yeah. or checking something on my phone. Yeah. So you have to do something to engage, yeah. right? Yeah. So what's totally. next? You tell me what's next. Right, go so, for it. All right. So next is you need to try to create some, what we call action momentum. Ooh, action momentum. <laughs> right? This is, this is moving yourself in the direction of actually doing the work yeah. so that you start to gain some momentum and that starts to feel normal. I'm working mm-hmm. on this thing. I'm putting pen to yeah. paper. I'm yeah. sending the emails I need to send. I'm putting the brush to the canvas. Yeah. Whatever it is that you need to be doing, you're engaging in that so that you start the momentum and then you you are working on that project now. That's the state you're in. Because doing this. this project. Like, like my friend Jay was here and he runs some startups up in Canada and he was like, listen, if you, in my companies, like the, if you're called an ideas guy, <laughs> like that's the worst insult. Right. It's like, hey, thanks for all your help, ideas guy. Because ideas guys, they don't, they're nobody. They're nothing. Everybody's an idea guy. And I think what I've taken and because I've always I've always identified going like it's a lot of energy and a lot of enthusiasm and excitement for me when I am planning. Mm-hmm. And I haven't done a great job of like pulling that energy and enthusiasm down into getting the actual work done. Mm. Cause you can. You can get excited about the work, not just the planning, but the work itself. Yeah. You can do even when you're like, I'm more of a planner. I'm creative. I like to come up with ideas. I think that's just like you got stuck. Like you got you got really good at that and you didn't get that good at this. But like you like of course you dream about having a minion of people who could just do the ideas that you come up with. Yeah. Right? We all do. We would all wish for that. Yeah. Right? But the truth is that excitement and that energy you feel when you're planning and coming up with ideas and stuff, you can get some of that with the plan with the actual accomplishing of tasks. The actions. When you start stringing together these actions, there's some momentum. Yeah. And there's some there's some enthusiasm, some energy that comes from that. Yeah, it's like being on a long run, right? Yeah. Once you settle into that run, yeah. you want to get to the point totally. where you've settled in. It takes a couple of miles a lot of times yeah. until you're like not thinking about how uncomfortable this is or yeah. you know how I don't know if this is going to be a good run or whatever. Eventually you just get in the groove. Yeah. And so we want you to create that action momentum on the project that you're working because on. Because the whole thing that we're getting into here, guys, this is the whole we're trying to be sneaky about this. I mean, we're, I'm, I'm about to say exactly what we're wanting you to do because this is the only way you're going to get successful. I, it's what I, I think this is the only way you're going to get successful unless like luck plays a really big role. Luck plays a role for all of us. Timing and luck plays a big role for all of us. But if luck plays like the whole role for you, you might not need to, to do much of this. But what we're trying to help you do is make the thing you want to be working on more tempting to you more energetic to you than other in your life do you know what i mean that's all we're doing that's what all the journaling thing is that's what it's meant to me it's making the things i want to be doing more exciting to me more interesting i'm more curious and engaged with them yeah and that me that leaves less room for all this bs distraction this stuff that's like when you look at it you're like why am i spending so much time doing that yeah and you know i think there's some level of 
we have to do these things like getting clear on what's next, trying to create action momentum. Sometimes we have to do that no matter what we're working on. Those are just natural. Mm -hmm. But there's also, not to get too existential about this, but there's also a scenario where you've tried that over and over and over and over again, and you're still distracted. Maybe the thing that you've decided really matters to you, or maybe the project that's in front of you, maybe you shouldn't be working on that altogether. Yeah, Yeah. that's one of the hard things to me about the journaling thing. It's like, hey, why do you keep getting distracted from this? Because it's not something you want. It's not. You think you want this. It's not. If you, then there's a question of like how much of it is, is real and what it is. And you kind of work that out through the actions. Yeah. You work that out by making it come into reality. Yep. And if you enjoy it, you'll, you can find there's a lot of enjoyment there. So we've got two more to do here and we're just about out of time. So we'll try to go quickly between these last ones. There's one from you, Corbett, and then one finally from you, Steph. Does that sound good, guys? Yep. Sounds great. For those of you who have been wondering where Steph has been, we just, planned a little too much for this episode so <laughs> no you guys are, you guys are nailing it i just don't i mean i just don't have a lot to add because i think the i'll just i'll start i know we don't have a lot of time but i'll start by saying just the number one thing that i got out of what you guys just said was you will want to work on your stuff the more you know what to do yeah. that's what like that's kind of the overriding message for me sometimes it's not even about how badly you want it yeah it's more a matter of not knowing what to do next and not feeling those good we talked about getting dopamine hits from the notifications we're talking about a different way to get that same rush which is by checking things off your list and seeing yourself make progress yeah. Yeah. So you're just kind of shifting where those good feelings are coming from i think yeah totally so uh to, to add on to that and to cap off uh, this section of talking about how to get more engaged with your projects, after you wrap up a project or you're getting close to the end of a project, there's always a danger that you're going to get caught in a little in-between time where you're not sure about what's next, you're not engaged in what's next, and you find yourself getting back into the old patterns and getting distracted and that can last for a long time. You can yeah. get stuck in that place for a very long time. So yeah. what we like to do is to try to have some continuity between projects so that as you feel yourself getting towards the end of a project, getting close to wrapping it up, that's when you should start planning the next project and start getting excited about it. Don't wait until you've put a bow on the project that you're working on, because if you put that bow around it, it's really natural to go, oh, I can relax now. Mm, and that, yeah. oh, I can relax now can turn into several weeks of just not really doing anything yeah. because then you have this burden or this hurdle of trying to get back into the, I need to get clear on what's next and mm-hmm. I need to create action momentum. So instead, don't let that, that lull happen. Yeah. As you're in that work mode, plan the next project. Don't do it too early yeah. because you can stack too many projects up and feel like it's a burden. Mm. Like, Oh, my whole future is planned in front of me and I don't get any creativity. Yeah. Instead you get, there's a sweet spot there depending on who you are, where you want to be planning at just the right time. And I think it's towards the end of when a project is kind of wrapping up. Yeah. And what I've noticed for myself personally is I like to do a like preliminary planning, um, for the next one, almost as I'm doing the, or like halfway through the, the first one. Cause I, a lot of, a lot of projects. So the project I'm working on right now, and when it's new, there's some energy and I can get stuff done. Then when I'm halfway through, things start stalling out because I don't actually know. I don't feel, I don't have an intuitive sense yeah. of why it needs to be done. And, and what motive, what could motivate you at that point yeah. is not why am I working on this project, but 
I'm working on this project so that I can start working, so I can wrap it up yeah. and start working on this next thing. Yeah, because when I get excited about the next one, because again, I, when I'm doing my journaling process for what really matters and then getting clear on what's next there, I'm only, I'm doing it to get excited. Like if I don't feel excited or grateful or enthusiastic about it, like right. I'm not, I don't want to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to stall out. Yeah. I'm not the guy for that job. Yep. Right. I can do a lot of hard work, but like. I got to be able to get my enthusiasm up about it. I got to see what me, what matters about it. Right. And I can do that on just about every idea in the world. Probably, you know, if there's a real customer on the other end of it, I can care about them. So this idea for me is, is becoming something that I haven't fully completely integrated into my process yet, but I'm realizing this is so important. Getting to a, a sense of what's next, working backwards from the finished state of that one and getting a little bit on paper about like, why is this such a cool idea to me? Mm-hmm. Why do I like this? Why am I grateful to get to do this project? Then I'm like, all right, so coming back to this journaling course, like what needs to be done for this to really shine so that I can move on to that next one. Yeah. That's when it's like, dude, now I got a reason to, I got a reason to finish this. Got a reason to live. Got a reason to finish. I never have a reason to finish because I love being in the middle of a project. Yeah. And a lot of people feel that. And so give yourself a reason to finish by thinking about what's the cool next thing you get to do at some point in the middle somewhere to get you to actually complete the thing that you're currently on. Yep. That's number 10, continuity, find a sense of continuity between projects. I think that's a judo level skill. I think that's literally, you're not going to find that on any other like top 10 list thing out there that's been around the internet for forever. Because when you're making a lifestyle of doing this kind of thing, working on the things that matter to you, bringing them from a plan and an idea and an energy almost into a real world thing, like a course that you're selling, when you get used to doing that again, and again and again pulling things from a plan into the real world you start to get like juiced on just the momentum itself and it can't go super fast you can't go super fast you'll get really high planning and feel like this is amazing we're gonna be incredible incredible but like you kind of need to pull that down because that that doesn't bring stuff into the real world very yeah. easily you can bring stuff in the real world and be at that level and it's like this is fun this is cool it's more chill it's less high but like I'm getting stuff done and this feels good. And you get momentum growing on that place where you're bringing stuff into the real world and you can potentially really like be grateful for your life and like be doing something that you're like, I am so proud that I get to live this way. Yeah. You know, that's big deal stuff. Big deal. So that's number 10. And then finally with Steph, number 11, give it to me, girl. Okay. So I have mentioned this, I think before on the fizzle show, but this is for the, I feel like this is out of everything we've talked about. This is what to do when it's still not working. (laughs) Like Mm. when you still are at the point where you just can't turn it off, you just can't put it down. For me, I find I kind of go in cycles. So sometimes I think this is for my people who find themselves picking up the phone just kind of mindlessly. Like you just, it starts to wear you down over time. Have you guys noticed that when when you're on your phone too much, it's like, it just feels like I can feel the mental load. I can just feel the chaos of like always being on something and yet I still can't make it stop. It's like the weirdest thing. And for me, the trigger is knowing that like any down moment I have, I might be checking something like the coffee's brewing. I'm looking at my phone. I'm waiting for a meeting to start. I'm looking at my phone. That's like a red flag that I've just let the habit 
the, just the mindless subconscious habit of having something in my hand or looking at something has just taken over. So what I like to do when I reach that point, which is like, you know, probably every few months or something is a digital detox. I've talked about this before, but you can do this in a few different ways. If you want to go hardcore for like a whole weekend, it's actually amazing. Tell your closest family and friends that you're not really going to be on your phone for the weekend. Everybody will live. Instagram will be there when you get back on Monday, promise. And you just kind of like maybe go outside or like be with the people you care about or paint, you know, do something with your hands that's not scrolling. And you kind of break that. Again, I, I mentioned these these words earlier, but breaking that pattern, you won't want to do it as much because you'll like the, the white space in your brain. I mm. think it's like no different than when your desk kind of gets piled up with crap over the course of a few weeks. You have to like clean off your desk. This is what a digital detox is for me. Mm. And it doesn't have to be a whole weekend if that makes you really uncomfortable. Sometimes what I'll do is just airplane mode on the phone during my work hours. Like, sorry, mom, I'm not going to answer your phone, answer the call if you call me in the next six hours, but yeah. I'm turning my phone on airplane mode, put it in a drawer somewhere and just allow myself to get lost in whatever it is that I want to be doing. Mm. So you can do the digital detox in little bits or you can go extreme and do like a whole weekend. But just again, rewiring some of that, I think, addictive stuff that Corbett was talking about at the beginning of the episode, that to me has been the way to just kind of hard reset. Mm. And it's really, really useful if you find yourself a little bit out of control with this stuff. Do you notice that there's a certain amount of time that it's been particularly beneficial for? I can imagine doing a digital detox for like a weekend or is it like really come into effect when you do it like a whole week? I, you know, if anybody out there has done it, I'd love to hear. I have not okay. ever done a whole week. Yeah. Well, I guess maybe like when you go to Europe or something and you kind of have no choice, you yeah. know, if you don't have like a, but then you're plan. in Europe, you know, it's like croissants everywhere and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> That's the yeah. mimes. It's just- like, I can't tell if it's the digital detox or if it's just the croissants, <laughs> but I feel amazing. <laughs> exactly. But honestly, guys, it doesn't take more than like just a work day sometimes to just be like, you know what? I got so much done today. It's, it goes back to what you were talking about with the momentum. If you are having a hard time getting that momentum going, remove the distraction. Put your phone in another room. I do this sometimes. And sometimes it's the only way that I can really get my teeth into something. And like Corbett was saying earlier too, then once you have the momentum, you don't really want to check the phone as much. So mm. sometimes you just have to literally tell your phone, I will, I'll be with you later. <laughs> and that I think <laughs> even for an afternoon can be really beneficial. Is there a way talking about turning everything off is there a way to like turn on the do not disturb function but allow your wife to still yes. text you if you are a, yeah. if they're a favorite they come mm-hmm. through i don't think you get the text but you get the calls i need the texts yeah i don't know I about think you can. i think so i was just looking at this the other day i have i was looking at my favorites and you can actually save them like i have it two times John Crowder messages, John Crowder mobile are two oh, separate things oh, in my favorites. Interesting. So I think you can go in and add messages too. Oh, nice. That's cool. That that would be cool. I mean, I haven't set my favorites for like, I think it's been like eight since the first iPhone. <laughs> I think my favorites yeah. are the same since the first iPhone. Okay, guys. So that's everything from us from here because uh, we got to go back into our daily lives and get some of our work done. Steph, thanks for being here. Hey, guys. Thanks for a great episode. Hopefully this helps some people get some more stuff done. Yeah. Corbett, thanks so much. Thanks for having us. Yeah. This has been awesome. This was fizzleshow.co slash 228. We've made an article there that's going to kind of get you all of the points from this thing. So if you want a quick cheat sheet on this, you can find it there at fizzleshow.co slash 228. If you've got a specific tech tip, 
tip or tactic or maybe an app or something or that has worked really, really well for you, let us know in the comments there. Fizzleshow.co slash 228. Fizzleshow.co slash 228. Here's an iTunes review from Fromags in the U.S. of A. who says, I've only discovered Fizzle a few months ago, but since listening to the first ever episode, it came out in 2017 or 2013, and it's 2017 now, I was hooked. I love the sense of humor and the manner the advice is delivered in. Thanks so much, Fromags. And dear listeners, if you haven't yet, we'd love to hear your voice in the reviews of iTunes. You can go to the iTunes store and search for Fizzle and click write a review, or I think there might be a way to do it in the iTunes podcasting app. Uh, I'd love love to read yours out on the air. Thanks when you do so. It helps us to uh, support the show a bit. And finally, just a little benediction for you, I guess. You know, that I, that to me, the big point on this is like, Make the work you want to do more tempting than the unimportant things. For me, that comes from understanding what really matters. Step number one that we talked about today. Then there's all this technical stuff that's really important. And then step number eight. It's getting clear, getting crystal clear and concrete on what's really next. Hope that those uh, points really made sense to you and that you really dig this. I have enjoyed talking with you. Thanks. Find care. Take care. Serve hard and dig in. And I'll talk to you next week on The Fizzle Show. Bye-bye.